from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Tesserae's Barbecue. For lunch or before the game, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style at jessierayesbarbecue.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Summer skates, whether our original red or black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. By the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. And by College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy. And Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may, may be joining us tonight on this Sunday night for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful the city, Missouri, in the uh, beautiful Kansas City Tower of the Harris Resort and Casino. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Why is it that you are always in the penthouse and I am always in the basement? No, no. I'm on the second floor today. You said towers. Yeah, I'm the towers, but I'm not at the top tower. I'm in, I'm in the second floor. Well, there's clearly only two floors in it. <laughs> no. There are more than two floors. Yeah. Uh, sure. And thanks for making me laugh because, uh, as I told you off there, this has been kind of a rough couple of weeks, but certainly a rough night as my uh, – my oldest sister passed away just uh, a short while ago, and I, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be tough to keep my thoughts uh, where they need to be on the hockey business right now because it doesn't really seem to mean a whole lot. But um, uh, you know, I'm hanging listen, in there. Listen, um, I haven't gone through that, but you know what I've been through, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy because it's not. Um. All I can tell you is, um, you know, it gets better to deal with um, or you become a little bit more stable. You still have the ups and downs, but you become a little more numb to it as time goes on. It's still there. And, um, you know, um, well, in, in this in this situation, um, you know, she's what? Gosh, again, seventeen years older than me. So um, she's she was up there in age. She she had some health issues. She okay. she broke her hip. Um, that led to uh, gaining pneumonia by being flat on her back for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Then 
then her lungs just didn't want to function anymore. And, yeah, you know, you get to the point where it's just, you know, you just have to say goodbye because you can't, you can't let her just lay there. And, um, you know, that, uh, I was making my way up there, uh, hope to get there to, to do something, but I kept finding out every day that, right. um, there was less and less chance that she would even know I was in the room, much less anything else. And, and we'd hope to get there before she passed away, but, uh, it just, it, it just got to be too much. And, you know, all I could say is this, um, and I, like I said, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to minimize this in any way. Um, the, you know, I don't know how long she was on the machines, but the person you was gone when that happened. Um, that's pretty much been a week, um, you know, a little over a week. Um, you know, I, I'll, I tell people all the time, the last word I would get the out of here. <laughs> I'm not making that up either. I know you weren't. I know you weren't. Uh, so anyway, um, my thoughts and prayers are out with uh, my sister and, and her five kids and, yeah, and my siblings and family and, and everybody listen. surrounded around. It's uh, it's never easy, no matter no, what. But no. what none of us wanted to see her. Um, in that condition. And thankfully, you know, her birthday was just back in June and we had a nice conversation. And even after she broke her hip, I was able to visit with her on the telephone. So it's not like, um, you know, this unexpected thing happened or I hadn't talked to her in a long while and all that stuff. So anyway, I just wanted to, if I, if I break up a few times here or put on mute, (laughs) everybody out there may understand what, what I'm going through. And that's, um, I didn't think it was going to hit me hear? like this, Paul. I didn't well, think it would. I've been dealing get, with it. Listen, but when don't. I got the call, it, it's just it's just one of those things. When you when you finally get the finality, yep. it goes a different direction. Yep. Yep. Uh, no matter how much you prepare for it. Yeah, you can't prepare for it. There's no such thing. It's just nope. it, it just it is what it is. And, you know, you just have to move on and you have to hope that she's in a better place because, yeah. you know, Lord knows this place that we're on the best <laughs> well, yeah, i don't you know. uh so anyway no <sighs> yeah. we'll, we'll move on and uh and try to talk some hockey yeah just uh, thanks just thanks you know to the folks if they've put up with this for the first five minutes and thank you for indulging uh the family talk here yeah so, exactly we always appreciate that uh and and hockey is a big family paul i mean yeah. we just lost bob lund up in roseau um not long ago michael tweet uh, in World last week, and uh, you know, I mean, it, it's a big family. We see tragedies and and things like this all the time. And you know, big if there's one sport the where everybody is together, it's the hockey world. Big and small at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here we go. Okay, um, let's uh, start. Uh, let, let's get started on this. I'm going okay. off of a list you sent me. Okay. And um, <laughs> you can start with whatever you want. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, folks, um, you know Paul Hornstein, and he doesn't cut um, corners anywhere. He just goes right to the chase. So here's well, the can. first thing that he told me. He said, let's discuss how the U.S. decided it liked the penalty box more than winning on Friday. Oh, it's Take it away, my friend. I mean, it's ridiculous. They're they're playing Canada in the Gretzky Holinka Cup semifinals. Um and the first three goals of the game are power play goals. 
The U.S. is winning two to one. Not playing great, but not playing badly. Um, early in the second period, Canada ties the game. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, Team USA decides, hey, let's give Canada not just a five-on-four advantage. Let's give them a five-on-three. That's the they've worst only, thing you can do in hockey, they, in my they, book. They've, they've, and and you know, you've, it's not like this is the first game, and you're like, "Oops, I forgot." These are international refs who call the game much differently. This was the fifth game of this between the pre-tournament game and 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 the round robin and so forth. This was game five. And. Of course, Canada scores twice in the next two minutes. And uh, they were done. The U.S. was done. I mean, you, 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 you've got to... St- what are you doing, people? And, and I, I can hear Seriously? the frustration in your voice. You I can see... I'm watching, and I'm like, <laughs> what? I can see it in your text to me, the frustration. Um, and all I can say with this is... Um, and you've said this before. These are these are seventeen and under, um, so yeah. they're prone they're prone to to maybe doing some foolish things, and sometimes you you get a little bit overzealous. You think that maybe you're bigger than the moment, and um, you know the referee's got a whistle and he's watching closely. And once he blows that whistle, um, you're not bigger than the moment anymore. You're yeah. you're in the penalty box, and. Um, the other thing is that puts tremendous pressure on your penalty killers. Um, a five on three is really hard to defend. If, you, if, oh. if the team you're playing has any kind of movement on the power play, they can pretty much get a quality shot time and time and time again. Uh, there just isn't enough bodies to be in no. the lanes. You can always find an open lane at a five on three. So if you don't score on a five on three, maybe you should look at your power play and go, what the heck's wrong with us? Well, we, yeah. As an Islander fan, I know that. <laughs> Didn't mean to bring up some bad memories for I mean, you, but <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, and listen, the first period of the game was really good. Both teams had breakaways. Well, I shouldn't say good. I'm sure the coaches were like, "What the hell?" Um, but the, the the first period was 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 up and down the ice, more or less. Both goalies making some breakaway two-on-one saves and and short and the US power play even though they got a couple gave up a couple of shorthanded breakaways to team Canada I mean just no you know one happens when you start giving up two and three that's a problem well, I'm going to go right back to what you and I talked about in the past two shows. Um, I said, when you look at this roster, do you have too many superstars, if you will, if you can call them that at 17, um, and not enough ditch diggers or um, hard hatters or whatever? And I'm not trying to say that the skilled players don't do that too, but hey, well, listen, when you're thing. a skilled player, you know what your job is. And uh, I think sometimes there can be too many of them on one team. I really do. Well, listen, here's the thing, and I don't know. 
what numbers they were looking at. The 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 people calling the game for TSN in Canada, which is the feed that NHL Network picks up, um, talked about how the Canadian rosters and the U.S. rosters are are usual are structured differently. How the the U.S. will use this tournament a little bit more as a developmental thing where Canada does not not every not every year but um you know it's uh it was an interesting thing to think about um it was an interesting way to look at it but that doesn't mean you take careless penalties nope can't do that any level at any time, especially when you're on the big ice of the uh, uh, of a international any hockey. kind of international event. Exactly. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, they lose they lose a semifinal game that uh, leaves them to a third place game. And credit to the coaching staff and the players for pulling it together and uh, and bringing home bronze. Well, you don't want to go and come back empty handed. No, that that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I'm sure bronze doesn't really you know, suffice, but it, it's, it's hardware, right? It's exactly yeah, it's, what you said. It's yeah, hardware. You, know, you don't want to come back empty handed. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it sucks to go there and not win, but, you know, at the same time, it sucks even more to come home empty handed. So, yeah, and you're gonna if you're looking at this team, it's gonna be very similar to what the um, what what the uh, World Junior team saw from Team USA last year. It's gonna be very similar to what we just saw this morning. If you watched our women's soccer, that 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 team that was going for a four peat, uh, it was a three peat. It was a three peat. Yeah. I thought they had won three in a row. It only won four or two. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what they were what they were trying to achieve. Um, it just seemed like from the start of the tournament, they were out of sorts. They weren't the dominant team that they were or had been. And that's the same thing the World Junior team was last year. That's the same thing that this team was. And uh, I think you made a really good point when you said the teams between Canada and the U.S. are constructed differently. Winning any international gold medal is one of the most, if not the most, prideful things in Canadian hockey. Yeah, of course. Well, that's more than the Stanley Cup because the Stanley Cup isn't built of just Canadians. Well, listen, it's 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 a different it's a different deal, right? Um, it's 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 a dual mindset. You have one thought process that talks about playing with for for a national team, and another thing about winning a Stanley Cup is different. Of course it is. And the big thing is that when you're playing to win for your country, it's it's all your countrymen. See, when you're playing yeah, to win a Stanley Cup, it can be a mix and often is a mix of well, people from part, all over the world. But part of that is the grind. Right. And I'm, I'm not trying to take away that. I'm just saying, like, for for the country of Canada – it's a big thing to win an oh, international gold medal. Absolutely. And I just don't know that it's quite that big of a priority for Americans. And that's well, not to slight them. 
I'm just saying that I just don't think it's be that becomes. I think it's a I think top it priority. On, I think it depends on the tournament. Okay. I, I think the elaborate. Zeal, I think the zeal is there for the World Juniors. I think the zeal is there, obviously, for the Olympics. Okay, and I think those tournaments are the goal for USA Hockey. I It, it just... I, I'm, well, I'm not, not going to disagree listen, with and, you. And, and I'm not... And listen, this is not a criticism. I could say it is, but it's really not. Because the hierarchy of USA Hockey has put together a program in place for developing players. And, you know, we're, let's just, you know, go through it year by year and see how many players that are U.S. players come through the national development program in the first round every year. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying, and I so, totally agree with. You. And I, I don't even think the World Juniors is that high up anymore. I, uh, I think, I think it is. I think it's really coming. I think it's becoming bigger and bigger every year. To win gold, though, I mean, to really win gold. Yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's an emphasis. I think. Well, it's on. Yeah. I know it's an emphasis. I, I get that because you don't play in the tournament if you're not trying to win it. Well, but, because USA Hockey is not is concerned about the NHL and how that helps grow USA hockey. But, you know, uh, I'm just, it would just appear from following it, you know, and like I said, I'm not knocking model because it works. How many players does the development team send to the NHL? Would you say anywhere from a half to two thirds of those guys at least get a cup of coffee in the NHL every every year? Yeah, I would think so. And and like I said, I, I'm not. This is not a criticism either. I'm just talking about the ranking of importance uh, in things. It means a lot. And Canadian players that have won gold at the international level, at any level, will will boast for a long, long time about that gold medal. It'll, it, it, it's something that they will cherish. Forever. I'm not saying the U.S. doesn't. I'm just saying that the U.S. also uh, likes to see development, likes to see their players get scholarships, likes to see their players move right, on. It's just a different to the goal. NHL. Yeah, it, it's 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 just a little bit. Dare I say it's it's a little different culture. Yeah. What's wrong with that? USA Hockey? They want to send players to college in the NHL. In Canada is too, but but it's just the well because the junior system is much different. Yes, and the and it's the lifeblood. Much much different, and, and it's the lifeblood of the Canadian uh, yeah. hockey program to win gold, and they they pride themselves and 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 once they're embarrassed, like the uh, the Holinka Gretzky team from Canada was embarrassed early on, um, they take that to heart. And they make some changes, and it usually ends up in their favor. Is is Hagedu and, and Van Beesbrook going to come after us for this? <laughs> no, no. Sure. I, I think I think they understand. That leads okay. us to well, a gold medal on. game. Or you got yeah. more? No, no. It was related to the to the to the gold medal game. Um, 
you know, usually when you watch, you know, when when you watch games like this, um, you know, you sit there and look for little signs. Okay. Um, and, you know, and I only noticed it because, uh, you know, when you, when you look at it, you, st- you stand back and look at things. Um, the big goal for Canada on Friday was the 2-2 goal. And the name didn't make any sense to me at the time um, until, you know, until yesterday when they won the gold medal. Um, guys who make, who get big goals and big spots tend to be consistent with that. And Malcolm Spence of Erie in the OHL, uh, got that early second period goal to tie the game on Friday afternoon. That was not a power play goal. And then he comes up on Saturday and with less than 10 seconds to go in overtime in the championship game against the Chechians, steals the puck at center ice and comes in and scores on a breakaway. Now, as individual items, you know, maybe you don't, you, you don't put the two, you know, you, it's, it's, it doesn't hit you. But all of a sudden you see a guy score big goals, two big goals in back-to-back games like that. That kind of puts a, a a little marker in the back of your head. So now I have to watch for this guy. Because <laughs> some guys do. Some guys are like that, right? They score big goals. Yeah, they're they're big time players. Okay, now maybe this is just a, a fluke. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to sit here and study his stats game by game when he plays in the OHL but I might start looking for him if he's on the world junior team either this year or next year and and see if that kind of stuff continues. Yeah. Let, let me tell you, I think that kind of stuff could continue for him because he's a pretty solid player. <laughs> he's a pretty and, solid player and has done a lot like that. Uh, those types of things in the OHL, you just have to go back and look. Oh, and by the way, um, I, we're probably going to get hit with another wave of Chechen players because they didn't. They got win. some talent on that roster. They didn't win, but that's <laughs> two years in a row now at this tournament, or in a couple of ter- for the for this team, right? A lot of these guys you saw it in Robeson last year that were on this team, I believe. I did. The, I uh, did. So um, that'll be very interesting to watch over the next couple of years. The World Juniors. You know, everybody gets amped up for U.S. Canada, and to a different degree, Finland versus Sweden, and the Chechens have their own rivalry with Slovakia, but it's still about winning. And uh, they probably have a little spot in Team USA's head now. <laughs> a little spot. Oh, all right, whatever, <laughs> you know. No, they've got a large spot. They've got mm-hmm. they've got good rental space. Let's put it that way. Um, and and they have opened not only the eyes of of Team USA, but from uh, Team Canada and everybody who played in the tournament. They know who the Chechens are now. 
Yeah, um, I mean, so that'll be a very interesting thing to watch, even if you don't necessarily know all the names of the players, and we don't. But we, we, we notice team outcomes. Yeah. So Well, and, and let's just kind of put a bow on this by talking about almost every kid on that uh, U.S. roster for the Holinka Gretzky Cup 2023 has a university behind them. There are a few that don't. But for the Mostly most part, the they have an NCAA university behind it. Boston University, I think, is the one that cleaned up uh, on this this group because there are a ton of players that have committed to be a Terrier. Um, but that doesn't mean that Providence more, doesn't have the their way. share. And more, huh? by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um. The only ones that shock me, I guess it shouldn't shock me anymore, but the three goaltenders yeah. um, don't have uh, college commitments by them. No, no. That Should and that shock me or should that not? I don't think it should because remember, and what position gets used, you know, there's only one K, there's only one net. Only one goalie plays. I think the goalies might be kind of waiting to see how it plays out. Plus two of the three goalies, um, that were the backups to Caleb Heil uh, are high school kids still. Heil plays in the USHL with Sioux Falls. Uh, the other two goalies, Thatcher Bernstein and Cam Hendrickson, play for their high play high school hockey. So, where do they play that at, Paul? Well, you know, um, one of them plays in Massachusetts. Okay, and the other one plays in that quote unquote so called state of hockey. <laughs> just checking just checking oh, please anyway uh, i'm by the way did i mention that i'm on my way as long as this is the college hockey edition of what we do yeah uh, i'm on my way to see some college places and it's going to start um wednesday i will uh, be meeting with the st louis sports commission who by the way paul are hosting not only the acha national tournament right but they're hosting a re- Right. At Centene. Right. Next year, that group will be hosting the Frozen Four. Nice. In St. Louis. Yeah. So I thought that might be a good conversation to have, and that's why I'm headed down there. Big thank you to our friend John Hogan over at Maryville for uh, making sure that I had a good, comfortable night's sleep the night before. So that's good. He's, he's found me a nice uh, nice hotel. I'll shout it out. It's a Holiday Inn right across the parking lot from uh, the Maryville Hockey Center. Nice. So uh, that that Good will be that'll be enjoyable. Then um, Wednesday night, I will spend it back in Kansas City, and then Thursday, uh, I'll go see our friends in Omaha, one of our new um, teams in the NCAA coverage area, yeah, yeah. and then I'll round the day out by uh, visiting Augustana. So those are my my things that we're getting done. Hopefully tomorrow or Tuesday, I get a chance to stop by and see uh, the Kansas City Mavericks are the ECHL affiliate of the Seattle Kraken and, of course, the AHL um, Coachella Valley Firebirds. Where so, is this again? I'm sorry, I lost you. Kansas City. Oh, okay. The Mavericks. Yeah, okay. Mavericks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ECHL. That's yes. who they're part of. Yes. Anyway, so this Kansas is City, a college. Kenny Morrow. <laughs> I love it. I love lives. it. I love it. <laughs> anyway. Um, Even though it works for the Islanders. 
He lives in Kansas City. He's, their, he's like their director of pro scouting and stuff. Uh, do I need to Finn, check him out or what? Well, I would. Can up with him? I wish. It'd be great. <laughs> you want me to send a picture? <laughs> sure. Okay. March 1st, 1980, they lost to the Red Wings in tomorrow's Islander debut. Okay. After they won a gold medal. Okay. I was there. <laughs> Not that you'll ever forget that. I would have been better if they won, but they won the cup, so I'll deal with that. <laughs> All right, absolutely. Okay, so um, before we go to break, let's uh, let's wrap up this uh, uh, USA stuff because uh, the World Junior Summer Showcase, right. headed by uh, one David Carl, head coach at the Denver University, University right. of Denver. How about that, University right. of Denver? Right. <laughs> Anyway, Coach Carl and his staff uh, put the guys through some rigors and uh, sorted out. Hopefully they have a roster soon of who will be participating in the uh, World Junior Championship. So I'm going to work on trying to get Coach on and see if we can pick his brain a little bit. But um, I understand it was a very, very competitive. You know, last year I was there, and I couldn't believe the competitiveness uh, in that group, and I understand this year might have been even ratcheted up a level. Well, um, you know, I'm sure it was. You know, the, you know the you know the U.S. splits its players up so they can get a better look, and uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, they uh, they have until I guess November to figure out who's going to be on the team, the camp for. The national junior team starts in the middle of December. And uh, the tournament's in Sweden this year, so. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. have it in August, but, you know, what do I <laughs> So anyway, that camp wrapped up. Uh, I'm sure coaches uh, have a pretty good feel for who who's going to make that roster because they won't see them again together until that group heads to Sweden. Um, so they'll have a chance to watch what they do with their respective in college or whatever, but it's not the same. It's not the same as watching guys play together no. that could be playing together in uh, December into January. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, this is why they do it. They want to, you know, make sure that, that they get as look at as many players as possible. You know, last did, year, Paul, last year, did, yeah, go ahead. And they did make some roster changes in the middle of this, so they moved guys around. So, and, and the other thing I have not heard yet is, and I had my fingers crossed on this the whole time that nobody came out of that thing injured, like last year. Um, they lost a couple of key players last year. You know who I'm talking about? Well, you always, you, you never want to see Hobie? players get injured. <laughs> Hobie got injured in the, in the last scrimmage uh, before they could get him uh, in the even in the lineup, um, and uh, so did Luke Tuck. Luke Tuck went back uh, early, so those are a couple of big names that could have had a shot at um, playing for uh, Team USA last year. May have made a difference. I don't know, but well, listen, it but is I, I I just hate to see hurt. injury. I hate to see injury take them out. Whoever it is, whoever it is, anybody, any team. Let the coaches make the decision. Let your play stand for itself. Yeah. But don't let an injury take you out. So hopefully it went that way. And I know the coaches, David Carl and everybody, will be kind of on pins and needles at the start of the, the college hockey season, too, hoping that guys don't go down 
somewhere along the way before before they head to Sweden. So, anyway, congratulations to all those guys that had a chance to participate. Paul and I will take a break right now. We'll come back because we've got much, much more to talk about, including a new nickname. We should have called Coach Mayotte and found out if this is Mayotte approved. All right. Be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Seats link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the Summer Skate Studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Live. 
Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Kansas City, Missouri, right in the uh, heart of the great country of the United States of America. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from that big, beautiful estate out on Long Island. He's probably got his feet up, summer skates on, land shark in one hand, microphone in the other, and ready to talk more college hockey. Paul, um, we talked USA and uh, Gretzky Cup, but um, this is NCAA hockey. Not that those players aren't going to be NCAA no, hockey players listen, soon, but, most, yeah, it is but we have more. We have more to talk about. Amazingly enough, we, I mean, I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about in the next show, but. Oh, yeah. We'll have a guest on the next show, but I'll tell you right now, I want to start off with this. I don't know if this was Chris Mayotte approved, but Union changed its nickname, question mark? Uh, yeah, they changed it to uh, from the Dutchman, which apparently was what they were nicknamed by the local newspaper way back. Um, to the Garnet Chargers. Ooh, I kind of like that. Uh, well, I figured you would. <laughs> no? Uh, there's a, I guess there's a history of the electrical business up there and industry up there, which I guess is the Chargers part. I guess if they had just called it the Garnet, I guess kind of like the Stanford Cardinal. I would have been okay with that. I kind of like the logo. It's a little Hartford Whaler-ish. Nice, nice. A U kind of broken in half by a, a lightning bolt. Kind of like that. Okay. You know. Um, the Garnet Chargers. I think I can get used to that. Yeah, well, yeah, I knew, I knew you would like it. <laughs> It's not. It's definitely not the CC Tigers, God, but but it is the it. Garnet Chargers. Maybe stop it. Just stop <laughs> it. Oh well, Peter Menino is going to tell me if my Tigers <sighs> is worth it because I it's think not. he'll say yes. I think he will. No, no. I think no. Peter will be on my side. No, he's only be on your side if you give him swag. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Union has a new name, a new nickname. Nice, nice. And this wasn't a force deal, right? I mean, this wasn't like a tribe forced them to change it. This was not like um, the NCAA um, making the decision that some schools have to change and some schools don't. Even though... (laughs) I love it. Even though the folks who are involved, neither one had a problem with it and whatever deal was made. I don't believe one school was given the opportunity to make the same deal as the other school. Well, here's my, my, and I don't want to get off on a tangent on this. I really don't. But well, yes, we do. It, it's either it, it's either derogatory or it's not. It, you can't have it both ways. So well, No, 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 no. What you can't have both ways is saying one school can do it and another can't, even if they have the same agreement. Right, but the, but yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, but you can't let one team wear it, wear a particular logo, and I'm going to the NHL as well. 
You can't have one team wear a logo and not let a college team wear the logo because if it's if the reason you're saying you need to get rid of the logo is because it's it's derogatory right. and discriminatory, right. then it should be discriminatory across the board. What makes it non-discriminatory? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. How come the Chicago Blackhawks can wear their jer- their jersey and their Indian right. head, right. and the Fighting Sioux cannot? That's a real well. My argument was not Chicago Blackhawks and I, I know, North Dakota. I know, I know. But I'm just telling you. Have you ever looked at the Blackhawks logo and the Fighting Sioux logo? Yes. Very, very, very similar. Yes. Very similar. But they're not run by the same people. I get it. Well, but that, does does that mean that it's not derogatory then? I well, again because Florida, Florida if, State, if I use. If Florida I use State particular Eagles. language, a particular word on uh, broadcast television or radio, right. I'm going to be reprimanded across the board. Well, once again, Florida if I State. use it or if anybody with 200 million followers uses it, we're going to be reprimanded the same. But you're telling me in this case that one is derogatory, one isn't. Uh, all I'm telling you is I don't know. Somebody will have to explain to me. Without using, without parsing words, why Flor- it's okay for Florida State and not okay for North Dakota. Why is it okay for Atlanta and not Cleveland? <laughs> and at least, well, and, and we won't get into the Indians picking a dumber replacement name. At least go back to Spiders, which was the original team nickname. Jesus. <laughs> Um, You're not a Guardians fan, are you? No. Okay. No. So anyway, um, yeah, so Union changes its nickname. That's how we got off on this tangent. Right. We didn't want to do that. But anyway, uh, it is what it is. and Because well, it doesn't uh, happen that often. No, and it, and it wasn't forced. It was something that they. No, it took a year. Yeah, they went through and, and decided to do it and discussed it and all of that. But it wasn't. Uh, you know, enforced by the NCAA or whatever. No, okay. it was not. Okay, so let's move on to the next uh, topic okay. that you sent me. And by the way, you really were working hard this weekend, by the way. Yeah. That, that Liberty ad sounded fantastic. And you were going like, really? how do I how do I talk about the Liberty women's team? How is the Liberty women's team uh, not going to come across as, as arrogant? I'm going like, when you win five in a row, be arrogant. Tell the world. You've done something to achieve that. If somebody else wants to be be like that, then go do it. It's a free world. I go attack it, it. Go it, go win. Go win five. Then. Well, all I know is this: I don't. I don't think it was my best work, but. Well, I disagree, and we'll find out tomorrow from uh, Coach Lowe's what well, he thinks. But I mean, I guess he's the one that matters. The one that matters. So. Exactly. But anyway, nice work. And these uh, this nice list of things that you gave me. And I know that you had to be at least um, a little bit, what's the right word I'm looking for? Perplexed? Yeah. With, with what's going on at your university and where they went in college sports other than hockey. Because we all know in hockey, the Arizona State Sun Devils are already in the Big Ten. Well, that's true. <laughs> Tongue fully in cheek if you're listening, Coach Powers. Like, I mean, fully geez, in cheek. I mean, come on. A couple of days ago, somebody puts up 
and it's still Twitter. I don't care what they call it. X. Twitter. Zen. Um, whatever. Um, ASU should go Xavier. to the Big Ten. Their hockey team's already in the Big Ten. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, Jesus. I mean, come on. Okay, I I, I want to get I want to let you finish that up because you have another tiny rant that you want to go on. I'm gonna save that for the end. Crying but, out loud! I mean, <laughs> no, save it, save it. Don't go on it yet. It's too early. What? Uh, because <laughs> uh, we want. What? I want. I want to talk about some recruiting things that are going on. Um, you put it out there, and I'm going like, man, that's a broad topic. We go on for hours, but let's do about ten minutes on this, and then I'll let okay, you do well, your little tiny rant well, at the okay, end. Well, well, here's the thing, and you know, we we talked about it a little bit on an earlier show, but it hasn't really changed much. And I, I mean, I'd love to kind of figure out why it's just kind of odd that um august 1st is now a week ago and 95 percent of the public commitments that we've seen are still either the ecac or hockey east and just the odd one here and there of somebody that's not in one of those two conferences and I just find that strange. I'm not the only one. Um, there's been about, like I said, about three dozen public commitments um, from August from the August first date. Um, and there was one player that committed to to CC, and a couple of players that committed to St. Thomas. Um, Army got to commit. But everything else has been Hockey East or ECAC, just about. I maybe mean, maybe those two conferences need more players. I don't know what the heck. I mean, <laughs> it just it's tongue in cheek also. You know, it just, it just, it seems odd. That's all. It is odd. It does seem very odd. And we'll have somebody on that can maybe answer that question for us. I promise. You know, in the um, next week. You know, a couple Atlantic hockeys, but it's just, just, just weird that you don't have a lot of Big Ten public commits. You don't have very many NCHC commits, and I'm not just talking about ASU. And maybe not in the NCHC yet. Next well, year. Well, that was what I was about. Have to you say. seen the ninth star yet? Okay, next. That's year. That's what I was about to say. Maybe when they got in. Kind of their priority list changed in terms of who oh, they're able to recruit. Possibly, yes. And and who, you know, they might have put on a bigger press for. I don't know. But you don't see a whole lot of August first week commits, or all you don't see. Haven't seen any public ones for Denver or North Dakota or. Or or Omaha or, you know, most of the conference other than uh, a Miami player. I'm going to do you a favor this week. Yeah. I'm going to ask every university that I go to this week, I'm going to ask them that question. 
Okay. How come we're not seeing more public commits from your 16 and 17 year olds? Okay. And then I'll get back to you on that. But I'll ask. All right. And I'll say, you know, Paul Hornstein wants to know. I do. I'm not the only one, but I do want to know. Anyway. Yeah. And and again, and again, I say this every time. I'm still not anywhere close to a recruiting expert. Uh, I'm still trying to get a feel after, even after four or five years of how this whole thing goes down. But it just seems odd. Well, and let me, and I'm not saying this is the reason or isn't. I'm just saying that just keep this in the back of your head for thought. Um, maybe there are teams that, and I know Coach Powers has told me this a couple of well, multiple times that uh, if you tell him, if he recruits you and you tell him at any point you want to become a Sun Devil, that's that's it. He counts you on board. Now I don't know if that's changed over the years, but he used to tell me that. It, don't don't come back to me and say you've changed your mind and then ever want to come back to me again. Um, if you if you commit to me and you don't follow your commitment, so maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Maybe they just want players to wait a little longer. I'm okay with that. Um, that could very well be. I am too. That would. I am they too. Probably should wait. I agree. Because, they should wait because a lot of these, as you as I go through the list here. Thank you, College Hockey Inc., for having this list on your website. You know, all of these players that committed publicly for August for August 1st and this, you know, the rest of the week, none of them are expected to be at their respective schools until 25, 26, or even 26, 27. There's a yeah. couple 24, yeah. 25s, but most of them are for 2025. And that's still too. You'll years be away. retired by then. Oh, maybe not. Well, close enough. Hopefully. <laughs> <But laughs> anyway, um, that could be the reason. And you know, they're the, hockey's different. They're yeah, drafted okay into that. the NHL earlier, yeah. but they're but they're also take longer to develop. And a lot of them spend time in juniors, and a lot of them will spend time in juniors for their own development. And sometimes they'll spend time for the team development. When does the team need me to come? And I think Coach Powers told us that about um, Mr. Smolin. Um, They asked him if he would stay one more year in Fargo and develop a little bit more because uh, they thought he would be more helpful to the Sun Devils starting this season. Well, we're going to find out if that works. Yeah, so we'll find out. Um, everybody's got their own ideas, but yeah, it is it is odd when you look at it and you go like, why is there such a discrepancy? And hopefully I will have an answer for you by the time we do this show next Sunday night. All right. Okay. Um, you got time now. You got nine minutes. You got a tiny rant. I doubt it. I doubt it'll be well, tiny. No, no, no. Don't, don't sit here and tell me that uh, ASU should go to the Big Ten because their hockey team's already in that league. That was three years ago. It was COVID. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are you doing? You no. Know? Pay attention. <laughs> I mean, or don't say anything at all. Yeah, I get Shut it. Shut up. I get it. But you said you had one about the football coach and your yeah, own I'll get to mother. that in a second. Okay. And I didn't say that that was a rant about Kenny Dillingham. 
Not at all. No, you said, and I have a tiny rant and a thumbs up for Kenny Dillingham. So I'm giving right. you the opportunity. Get the rant out. A, well, give you, give a, us a thumbs up. That was the rant. And okay. we're, still well, waiting. we're still waiting for that, quote, monumental shift in conferences for college hockey. It's got to happen at some point. I mean, I guess you can have 75 independent teams. I'm exaggerating. Don't get crazy. No, it, it it's gonna happen. Got to happen at some point. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's just it's just step by step by step. You know, the NCAA needs to get its head out of its butt. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. talk about your football coach. Right. You got a chance. I know. I'm getting to it. Um, a big shout out to Kenny Dillingham, ASU football coach. Well, by the way, you endorsed, correct? Yes, that was the. Um, what, what information I had in terms of the type, he fit the profile perfectly of the guy that I thought, and I said this for a couple of years, um, that they needed to have as the head coach. Because you weren't really a fan of you play in the game. Well, but that's, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Didn't mean to bring up some <laughs> sour grapes, but go no, ahead. So, but so what I mean, did Kenny Gillingham do? For years and years and years, it was an issue. But you were there, so you you would know. Okay. Um, but I believe that it, this might have made a big impression on him because every time he does – an interview and other sports get mentioned. He's always throwing hockey in there. And I think, and this kind of was one of the high points for ASU season. I think the first game he was at was that Minnesota game that they won. I believe you are correct. And it clearly left a big time impression on him because he mentions the ASU hockey team. I don't think Coach Powers is paying him to do it. No, I can safely say that's not going to. But okay. I will also tell you, and you you know this, he's used the ice surface a few times for photo ops. Well, yeah, the does, they, they do that a lot. They they do that a lot. The, the, a, a lot of what the, uh, at least during the off season between spring ball and and now, and maybe even a little bit before spring practice, they were using the ice. They were using mullet for a lot of their photo backgrounds, um, which was awesome. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know Coach Dillingham at all, but I, I can know tell either you. either other than just, the, like I said, he fit the profile perfectly. Well, what I've seen of him, though, is he is bought in 100% from day one, not only for ASU football, for ASU sports, for ASU education, for the city of is Tempe, for the state of Arizona. I mean, he is bought in well, he's 100%. I, I know. I get that. Born and raised on alum. He's from I, there. I, I get it. I get all that, but still not with the same enthusiasm. Um, other other coaches have come and have been alums and they haven't had the same enthusiasm. So 
yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm happy um, for him. I think he's doing a great job. You know, um, you know, it's like I said when they when they got rid of the last coach and they went looking for a guy because they were playing to win the game. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Just I noticed that every time he talks about other teams on campus, he's always throwing hockey in there, and we love that. Yeah, we good stuff. That. Uh, okay, can I end on on one note that you sent me? The final note that you sent me. It's not really um, NCAA um, uh, stuff. It's. It's, you explain it. You send it to me. You explain yeah, what it is. I don't is. remember. I send you so much crap, I don't remember. Who who will be the top players in ACHA Division One women's hockey this year? And the reason I want to throw that out, Paul, is that, you know, oh, Wednesday, night, Wednesday night, Stephen Marsh and I do the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. Right. And I started doing the men's side of it because I thought, well, the women's program's growing, but they probably aren't going to have a lot of interest in in this or that. And as soon as I got about, I don't know, eight or nine teams on the men's side, I started getting texts and emails from women's teams going like, hey, what about us? And uh, I said, okay, let's do that. Let's add some women's teams and see how that's going. It's getting to the point now where I told Steve Marsh, you might have to consider a second hour on Wednesday night <laughs> just to deal with the women's side of things. Oh, he'll love that. <laughs> he'll love that. Ray, Ray says hibernation. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll love that. Uh, anyway. Well, they, they, um, yeah, I sent it to you because it came across on my Twitter feed. X? Twitter feed. That uh, You're not using X then, huh? My Twitter feed. <laughs> um, there's so I don't I don't know I don't want to not give the author credit, but I don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. Wrote a, a Ian Kennedy. Ian Kennedy. Okay, well, yeah, he he wrote uh, a story that story about the you know top five players for ACHA women's W one hockey. That's you know that's that's great. And uh, Liberty, Adrian College, Midland, Maryville, and Michigan, and Michigan have um, representation. How about that? Yeah. So uh, good for good for Ian. Uh, good good job doing that. Um, hopefully, at some point, uh, and we know how glacially these things move. He'll be a few more women's programs in the NCAA? Well, you may say that's glacially, but just take a look at some of the teams that have made the moves, and I'm going to direct you directly to where I'm going to be on Wednesday. Maryville University has moved along about as quickly as anybody possibly could from, from an inception to a building to teams to very nearly well, winning I'm championships. I'm not, I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about women, too. Okay. There were no women's programs at Maryville five no, years ago. I know. I know. There's two now. And they're recruiting to win championships. They're not recruiting just to be successful, just to have good student athletes. That's important. But they're recruiting to win championships. Okay. They should. Well, otherwise, why are you doing it? Well, I mean, like I told you before, on the on – the, uh, Non-varsity side of things, there are schools that are there to uh, replicate an NCAA program and win 
ACHAW won championships, and there are teams that are there to provide an outlet, an opportunity to continue to play the game. And if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. And that's not, I'm not being derogatory here. I'm just telling you. No, it there is. are Listen, teams that we were built. Different levels, yes. Yes. Different and levels. Um, that's what the Wednesday night show does. And we do have spots available left. So uh, if you uh, want to get your team on there and you're listening to this or you know somebody, um, get, get your team on board. You can uh, email me at icetimehockeywest at gmail.com. You can direct message me on Twitter or X. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. You know, I mean, usually the telltale sign is are the coaches full-time employees of the university. That's usually where it starts. That's usually where it starts. Yep. So. All right. Unless you got something else, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the masks, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd. And that's phonetically being spelled out for people. Uh, on Redbubble.com. And let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesars Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. Um, you got to be careful because we've seen athletes get involved in this, and it's not good. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask is live every week on the Podbean app. It is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search and subscribe to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word to find any of our shows. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Another big thank you to everybody out there for uh, allowing me to share a little bit of uh, life uh, as we started the show. Thank you, Paul, for uh, for being there and for your support as well. And um, for my producer, my lovely wife, Terry, for doing that as well. Um, it's a big, uh, a, a tough situation, tough. Yeah, but um, uh, rest in peace, Donna. Good night, everybody. Good night.